Ja, genau. <lacht> All right. Hello and welcome to our Thursday Livestream. Uh, as always, we have special guests and today we have a special guest as well. Shivali from Helium 10 is visiting us to, to show us the great tool they uh, created and which uh, will help the audience and all the customers of Helium 10 to find great products and analyze markets. So as always, we want to go deep into some specific topics, but not be too general. So today we picked two nice uh, features which we want to present. Uh, the first feature is black box and the second feature is market tracker. And as always, we start with a little introduction of our lovely guest, Shivali. Hello and welcome. How are you doing? I'm Why good. Thank you, so <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How about you? I'm always good. I'm, on Thursdays, I'm always good. Because <laughs> it's close to the weekend. Yeah, I like Thursdays. I don't know why I like Thursdays. They're always full, but uh, it's I always have good mood there. Maybe yeah. because of the yeah. gym or something like that. I don't know. That's true. Probably because you're in a good groove for the week and then also close to the weekend. It's a good balance. It's a good balance. That's a good, exactly. It's, it's, a good, it's a good balance. So, Shivali, who are you and why you're the expert to talk about the stuff we want to talk about today? Sure. So uh, I'm Shivali Patel, for those of you that don't know me. I am in the United States. And the reason I would classify myself as an expert or here, you know, everybody at Space, Bo Space Goats would classify me as an expert is because I'm a brand evangelist with Helium 10. So I know these tools in and out, but I also have my own uh, business on Amazon. I've sold on Amazon for three years and I'm in the process now of rebranding. I sell both physical products and uh, digital products as well. So the Kindle market is included in my field of expertise. Now, when it comes to product research, there are so many ways that somebody could go about product research. I mean, you could go on Amazon, go through categories, subcategories. When I was getting started, that is what I did. I did the whole manual process. I, I went through Amazon's different bestsellers list, looked at the bestseller rank, looked at kind of what it would cost me to source something. So I know how much time, energy, and effort goes into finding a good product that is profitable. But you can also find products off of Amazon. So whether that is in your day-to-day -day life, I mean, we are constantly surrounded by products, aren't we? It's, it's just all around us. And sometimes we can forget to kind of take that in, right? So you can find products on Etsy, on Pinterest, before things really start taking off as a trend on TikTok. Uh, there's just so many ways like you can go about product research. And so my goal here today is to not only kind of get your creative juices flowing if you are looking for your first product or your next product, but also to show you a tool that pulls from over 2 billion data points. So you don't have to do what I did when I was first getting started and go through that manual research process. So this tool will allow you to kind of save time, money, and energy just by you know, using the parameters that you have in mind. Maybe you are at a certain place in your life where you only have a certain amount of capital to invest. You can kind of pick a product that is in that price range for you where you feel like it's Uh, economic for you to pick and source that product. Alongside Blackbox, I'm also going to talk to you a little bit about our Chrome extension, just because I want to make sure yeah. you understand how to kind of validate that idea. And then Market Tracker, because Market Tracker is also one of those tools that not only you can use for competitive insights and analytics, but also just to find a product, especially if you're um, trying to figure out maybe what product you want to run your PPC campaigns with, or uh, just find a product in and of itself before you really get into that market, understanding what that market layout is like. So there is really something for everybody here today, whether whether you've been in business for a long time or you're just getting started. So I hope you find value in it. Please uh, let me know in the chat section also where you're tuning in from. I'd love to know as well as where you are in your Amazon journey uh, so I can get a better feel for, for where you are uh, inside of your journey as well. Such an impressive introduction. Uh, so my first my first question is not 100% related to Helium 10. Yeah. Um, because I'm just interested, where did you find your, your first product and what was it? So my very first product was a pain management injury prevention. Uh, it, it was in that niche. So it was in ah, health. So I and read a blocker card. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah well, people made billions with that. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. No, I, I wish I tapped into that market. But like I, I went into knee pillows. That was my very first product. And that was at a time where I was actually coming out of the medical field. So I was planning to become a doctor. I was going to, uh, I was very interested in becoming a psychiatrist or like a cardiothoracic surgeon. It, it was, you know, that's what I was studying for. So when I came out, I knew I loved business, but I wanted to still kind of keep that, that uh, love and passion I had for both subjects. So I didn't actually just go directly into the healthcare niche. I sh shortlisted about 20 to 30 products. And that's something I'll talk about here today uh, as well after we talk about black box, but I shortlisted several products. And then I kind of narrowed it down from there based on some things that I had in mind. And remember, guys, opportunity is really how you define it. It's not so much how yeah. Helium 10 defines it. So when I'm going through these examples, be sure that you actually kind of follow along, you take notes. If you, if you see something that you want to kind of go back to, or maybe you have a question on, write it down. And then hopefully at the end, it, it all comes together where you can feel creative, you like what you're seeing, as well as you just feel comfortable using these tools. Thank you very much. So I would say nothing more to add. So let's <laughs> deep dive into uh, Blackbox. Okay, awesome. So what I'm going to do here is share my screen. I have some tabs pulled up just to kind of make it easy, but I will be doing this live and you will be able to see that. Hopefully, let's see. All right. Okay, so here we are taking a look at Blackbox. You can see my screen okay? Yes. Awesome. All right. So Blackbox, like I said, is our product research tool. We have several tabs up top. We have the products tab, keywords, competitors, niche, product targeting, elite analytics. Now, if you hover over these, you'll be able to understand what each of these does. For the sake of time today, because I want to make sure that we kind of get through this material and we leave some time for questions, uh, I'm going to keep up the products. I'm just going to discuss the products and keywords section. But like I said, just hover over the tab. It will tell you exactly what the tab does, especially if you're kind of maybe later on in your journey, you can take a look at the product targeting tab for understanding what you what products you might want to run PPC against. Um, now, the products tab will actually take you... So you, you have a bunch of criteria down here, a lot of filters, and I'll explain what some of these filters are in a second and why we your have so many. Filters. Your favorite filters. We need your favorite filters. You said what? Your favorite filters. The My favorite builders, yes, yes, for sure, for sure, of course. But this products tab is interesting because when I input any filters here and I click search, uh, what appears is a listing page. So, for example, I have this listing pulled up, right? This is this is one of our listings. Um, but when you kind of scroll through, this page is what would appear in the search results. So keep that in mind, all right? These are product pages that appear. That is why you see filters like number of images. And this is one of my favorite filters on this tab to use just to find listings that aren't really well optimized, all right? So when you have a listing that isn't fully optimized, can anybody tell me in the comment section what that might be good for? Why would a listing appearing in the search results not that doesn't have maybe, you know, set a full seven images be good for you? Well, I, I don't see any comments here pop no. populating. So I'm hoping you guys are, are kind of paying attention. Are you guys paying attention? But, you know, it's good because if you don't have, you know, the full amount of images or the video content for you, that's opportunity, right? You can create a better enhanced listing and simply by having more graphics, better graphics, uh, or that A-plus content alongside these bullet points doing really well that are that include keywords, you could just, by having that little bit more of an optimized listing, have the sales that that listing is making, right? So number of images is one great filter that you can use to kind of get an idea of what you can do better and know that you'll stand out from that competition. It does not... Yes, go ahead question um mm -hmm. i mean everything is summarized in the helium 10 score right mm -hmm. <laughs> is it yes. also possible to filter just the helium 10 score because then you know if or if you would um structure it like you do it right now no we so we don't have a listing health score filter but that is an okay. excellent idea and i will make sure that i tell one of our product managers because we we update our stuff all the time every month and we always you know. have new updates so i'll, I'll yeah. keep that in mind that's a good one um, but we do have like a listing analysis tool now. 
So I, I won't go into it, but like if you click, there's a listing analyzer right here. So that'll just pull all the information from different ASINs if that's something you're looking for. So you could just take all the ASINs of your competitors and, and see it side by side. But going back into black box, um, you know, number of images is one of them. I also, you know, you can use the title keywords and title exclude title keywords. This is great for something seasonal, right? Like I know mm. Christmas is coming around the corner. Maybe I don't necessarily am looking for a new product. I don't want uh, Halloween products or Thanksgiving or Christmas products necessarily. You could exclude that or include that if you're trying to aim specifically for a Q4 product, right? Um, we also have the number of sellers. So capping it out at two would help you find products that are more so for private label. Private label. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then if you have a minimum of two, maybe you are somebody who's trying to do arbitrage or drop shipping. Um, you know, that is oh. a great way for you to that, kind of. Ah, okay. So you can find products for your arbitrage business also in this uh, black box feature. Yeah. I mean, of course, arbitrage, when you are, you're going in in person or maybe you're finding something online, you can just check the Amazon price for it, right? Like how much you could flip it for. Yeah. Also going in here, uh, even if you're not doing the in-person arbitrage or you've already searched online, but you're kind of trying to see what are people selling on online, you can put in a minimum of two for sellers and see how many, you know, what products really are showing up with a lot of sellers on it. And so that's a good way for you to kind of narrow down uh, specific brands that maybe people are flipping and, and you can get a bit better gauge of what is potential for you. Yeah. Um, so products is, is like I said, going to help you find uh, things that are product listing pages. We do also have filter presets. So if you use a filter preset, if I typed in high growth, so these will show me the products that their product sales are really increasing very fast over the last month. You also have low ratings, uh, low image count. So things that we classify as opportunity, you have a filter library here. So you can just tap it and it will automatically show it for you, which is cool. Now that compares to the keywords and this is what I'm going to demo today. So I'll actually go through an example mm -hmm. here. Like I said, I haven't pre prepared anything. I usually just throw numbers and, and I'm looking at things for the first time with you. Now, uh, this is my favorite tab for a specific reason. Now, do you, do you have a guess on why this might be my favorite tab? It's the keywords tab. If that gives you any hints. <laughs> so I'm not, keywords, I'm not sure. no worries. I mean, keywords, the keywords tab is actually taking a look at what consumers are typing in. So yeah. when you are thinking about products, right, that you want to sell, you want to find something that has high demand, right? Low enough competition, yeah. and then it's yeah. profitable. So yeah. uh, maybe you're adding something to that market that's valuable, you know, the consumer will click on. Now, when it comes to demand, search volume is an excellent uh, criteria to look at for demand, especially on this tab, because keywords is taking a look at, again, what people are typing into that search bar every single month on average and how many times. So how many times is search volume? If I type in a minimum of 3000, that's saying my consumers are typing in this word at least a hundred times a day. So these are people that are looking to buy this product. Now, of course, buyer intent can vary, right? Maybe somebody's typing it in, they're just looking to look. But that's what word count, this this filter over here is for. So word mm -hmm. count, you might think nothing of it. But if I just said bathroom, right? If I just typed in bathroom inside my search bar on Amazon, that is kind of telling me I'm browsing. I don't really know what I'm looking for here. But yeah. I, I think that I want to decorate my bathroom. I'm just seeing what's available. If I typed in a minimum of two for word count, right? My buyer intent changes a little bit. Maybe I'm typing in something like white marble bathroom rug. And when I'm doing the white marble bathroom rug, I'm looking for something very specific, right? Yeah. So the more of a longer tail keyword that you are looking at, the stronger that buyer intent could be. And that's why this is a filter here. So an interesting way to think about things. We also have monthly revenue. So how much on average is, is this keyword making um, every month? The keyword or the product? The keyword. The keyword, do you have, ah, you can track how much a specific keyword on a surplus can. It's on average. It's on average. Yeah, yeah. So on so average. Okay. See, here it says estimated okay. average revenue from the previous 30 days for the top products. So, mm -hmm. and guys, if you forget what I, what I said, these filters are, no worries. I know this is a lot of information. So the best way to learn is really to, uh, you know, 
play along. Uh, if Hopefully you have it pulled up if you're watching this and you're kind of following along. But if not, you could also just play around with this tool afterwards and then hover over these tool tips if you forget. We also have this learn button. So even if you're doing the business by yourself, you're not building it alone, we're totally there for you uh, just to make sure you understand how to use these tools. Now, and it's anyhow recorded and posted on all our social yes, media platforms. Exactly. So you can just look it up later and also ask uh, later in the comments whatever you want to know and we will forward the question to Shivali and she is more than happy to answer them. Absolutely. So we also have the monthly revenue. Um, we have the price point. I'm going to put in a minimum of 25 just because, you know, if you go too low for a product, sometimes you can have profits still, but they might be a little bit more minuscule in nature. And I know that if I'm taking the time to source a product and ship it and actually get it up, I want to be making decent profits. So I'm going to put a minimum of 25, um, a maximum you can put in if you would like. So for example, and, and this is why you might want to consider a maximum. You don't have to, if you have more capital, but if you have a tech product, that's maybe selling for like 150 or 200, maybe you have a larger item, then you're going to have to also consider the larger investment capital it will require. So if you have a lot more money, totally fine. Um, but if not, you can also cap it out at maybe like 100, $75, 120, you name it. Uh, just like I said, play around with the filters. Review count, this is on average for the top competitors. You can type in something, um, put a minimum, maximum. Now I'm going to leave this blank. And I'll tell you why. It's because I'm going to use this filter down here, competitor reviews instead. But mm. uh, the, the, the difference is this is on average for the top products. Competitor reviews down here is taking a look at the top 10. Now, why is that cool? Why is taking a look at the top 10 products cool? It's because this is very exclusive to Helium 10. But also when you come onto that market with a brand new listing, right? You have how many reviews? Zero, right? Yeah. So when you have zero reviews and you are ranking, let's say you organically are ranking or you did sponsored advertising and you're ranking high on that first page, well, are people going to click your listing? Are people going to buy? So if there's, I mean, have you ever bought something that's like you see thousands of reviews compared to somebody that has five reviews? The, the, I mean, the, the, yeah, the thing is, uh, as I know how Amazon works, it might happen because then I know he, this guy is in the launch. I check when he started, when he started to, uh, when he launched the product, and then it might be a good choice with, um, you know, price um, for, for the price. So I might buy something, but I think the general customer will not. Yeah. Exactly. So I think us as sellers and entrepreneurs, we're a lot more willing to be like, oh, okay, we understand uh, yeah. that this product might be a launch, but yeah. the average consumer is not like that. And no, I no. know that even for me, what I really look for is social proof. So if I have social proof of thousands of people reviewing this product, and it seems like, let's say it's rated 4.5, then I'm going to trust that because that's a lot of people that stand behind that product. Now, yeah. going back to, to this filter in competitor reviews, let's say you are in those top 10, right? And you're taking a look at your competitors. I'd like to see, let's say that there's at least a minimum of three people that have less than 150 reviews. Now you saw that there's less than 75, less than 50 as well. Um, For the non.com uh, sellers here, you just have to divide everything by 10 <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and you have a realistic value for your own. Yes, probably. that's true. And, um, you know, by the way, if it's other markets there, you can pick a different market as well. So let's say you want to sell in Germany, you know, you would be able to kind of go through and, and just do that right there. Yeah, let's but. do Japan. No, I'm <laughs> Japan. Oh, no, no, I'm kidding. It's okay. <laughs> I know, but it is there. So just, just know you guys yeah, have options if you want to sell elsewhere. Um, or even if you've been selling uh, for a while, you can take a look at, and you want to expand to a different marketplace, you totally can check out uh, products in other markets here. So I'm, I am in the .com, you're right. So here, let's say I did uh, three, uh, less than 50, 150 means three and i can show you here on amazon so let's just type in i'm going to type in coffin shelf because that's like our helium 10 yeah, product. yeah it's a cool product to show yeah it's it's so interesting because we actually found this product on pinterest too so um now here you have you know up top one two three four five five six seven eight nine ten so in these top 10, I mean, we see that this one has only 50, right? So this is still a pretty good market. But like, um, 
usually if you're finding products in those top 10, there's good demand, right? We put in the search volume, there's good demand. You're showing up in the top half of the first page. And then you see that there's even people that have less than X amount of reviews showing up, then that's a pretty good indicator that, you know, you could you could possibly compete and, and take up some of those sales. So that's why I like using this filter. You you also have the same thing for competitor revenue and competitor ratings. Now, something to be mindful for about ratings is if you if you put in below, you know, four stars and everybody in that market is making a product that's below four stars, you have to make sure that the product you're coming onto the market with, if you can make a high quality product with a full five stars, then then you're good, right? You're kind of going to make all those sales. But the important part is finding a good source because there's no. a reason maybe that all those other competitors are, are not doing so hot. So just keep that in mind and, and be vigilant on that. We also have categories. Now I'm going to select some categories. Do you want to give me a, a couple categories? I'll, I'll select arts and Cosmetics. crafts. Cosmetics. Okay, where's... Is that... That's an... Beauty. I don't right? know. It's beauty. It's beauty. beauty. Yeah. It's beauty. Okay. Yeah. And then one more. Um, I don't know if it's a big thing in the states, but uh, car, the car. Um, Automobiles. Category. Yes. Yeah. Automotive. There it is. Okay. Automotive. Yeah. So interesting. This is a, a good variety, right? Arts, automotive, beauty, and personal care. So you you guys see that I'm doing it live. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, uh, one more thing I'll cover here is title density. So title density is, is actually taking a look at how many of the products that show up for the keyword. So remember, guys, the products tab was giving you listings. The keywords tab will give you the actual keyword people are typing in. So the title density will look at how many products are actually having the keyword in their title. And this is important because especially after you have your listing up, right, you want to rank but also you don't necessarily want to spend the most money in PPC, right? So if you can actually take some of that off, uh, you know, some of those expenses off just mm -hmm. by including the keyword in your title, then you know that that's a, a market that you can actually rank uh, a lot easier for. So hopefully that makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, you, you, you basically, while you make product research, you integrate the marketing concept already into your research. That's yeah. what you said. That's kind yes, of yeah. So I'm going to click search here. And we have 200 plus keywords found. Now, you mm -hmm. guys, 200 plus keywords is a lot of keywords. Okay. So um, the point of these filters is not necessarily to have you go through every single keyword. It's to narrow this down as much as possible. So you don't have to go through 200 plus keywords. All right. Uh, but again, 200 plus keywords is a great thing. Sometimes you'll input some filters and you'll see it says 20 products. Not a bad thing. Sometimes you'll see two products. And that's just based off of what you're inputting. So play around with them. I recommend that you find 15 to 20 products the same way that I did in my journey, the same way I know many sellers do. And from there, you start, sort of start validating that product idea. So what do I mean by that? I mean, let's go down here and take a look at some of these, right? I know nothing about automotive stuff. So I'm hoping uh, you do. You know what this is. It's just a trailer tire, it seems. But. Yeah, trailer tire, I think it describes it pretty well. Yeah, trailer tire. Okay. But um, I mean, like the very first product, though, is 54 reviews. <laughs> you know, it's and, and not this is. Too much. It's what? It's not too much. It's like it's nothing, not. basically. So it's not. And it's the first one, you know? Um, so it's interesting. I mean, there's this one's only 55. So remember when we put in that filter of at least three of the top 10 have less than 150 reviews? Well, you're taking a look at that, right? But this is very specific for a very specific, um, you know, trailer uh, car. Or yep. is it considered a car? Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's a trailer, right? Yeah, it's a trailer. <laughs> it's a so I'm just, you know. But um, we also have Mendelic acid. I don't know what these things are. And, and that's why I love uh, black. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I find so many things. I don't even know what they are. This is a superfood exfoliant. Um, yeah, so this is for exfoliants. Interesting. All right. Uh, the reviews look pretty good. Look at the price point, though. So you have a good variety, oh, right? Yeah. Like 70 and then 13. And so even though I put in a minimum of 25, what it what the tool will do is pull sort of a variety. So why it's pulling that variety is, is because it's looking at that price range in average. So if you combine, you know, like these $14 prices with the 70, then then you'll have something that's hitting above 25 on average. 
So make sure this is why it's so important to open these things up and not just like checkbox them and then add the keywords to your list. Don't, don't do that right away. Take a look at the yeah. actual market. Um, look out for, for a couple of things, right? Look at the price point, see if it's within range, see uh, if all these products are similar. So all of these look pretty similar. They're just packaged differently, right? Is there something new you can contribute to this market? And then is it actually going to be profitable? And how you can do that is just by clicking. And, uh, one, extension. one also important thing, because we also did some product research for a customer, um, mm -hmm. the brand uh, awareness or like how big the brands are you compete with. For example, if you go into a market where only L'Oreal and all these big uh, cosmetic yeah. brands are in, then they might <laughs> be the winners of the market because everybody knows the brand. So that's also something we would look for. But, yeah, yeah. And, and if you want to do that, you actually can just exclude keywords. So usually L'Oreal will have the title, you know, it, it included of in course. the title. Yeah, and you can just exclude it right there. Um, but totally, totally what you said, you know, still open it up, see what what that kind of layout looks like, and also if you can really add something extra. So all of these look like they're they're selling the mandelic acid. Now I necessarily myself wouldn't go into this market. I mean, it's not only topical, but also um, it's, you know, very varied, uh, in price range. So I wouldn't, but if you wanted to maybe do this, right, you would want to make sure it's profitable. And then on top of that, you have to get into your consumer shoes. So what would somebody who's interested in an exfoliant also be interested in? Maybe they're also going to be looking at masks, right? Like the, the facial masks yeah. that, that women wear that are hydrating in nature. You could actually include those, right? See if you can throw in a bonus, like two, three, and that could be just something on top that you do for your consumer. Now, outside of that, uh, let's go back into black box, take a look at some of these other things. We have a UV lamp. Now this is tech, um, so it's a little bit more expensive, right? Can be. And then Can you also be. have this 16 reviews, $34. I mean, look at these ranges, you guys. It's crazy, but it's interesting, right? So like, the point of black box, I mean, I, I won't go super duper into all of these. There's there's so many things, right? 200 plus. Um, and, and the point is, is really to narrow things down. I mean, even if I, let's say I took beauty one out, just looked at automotive and arts, doesn't narrow it down for me. No, nope, 200 plus still. So play around with the filters, right? What you'll see here is you'll see those keywords, like I mentioned, You'll see the category it's in, the fulfillment type, size, tier, variation count, seller's count, words count, and then the search volume. Uh, and if you click the graph, it'll show you a little pop-up. And you can see how that search volume has changed over time, over 30 days, 90 days, one year, and all time. And then let's say, oh, oh, interesting. Oh, okay. Like the crypto huh. graph. <laughs> yeah, like the crypto graph. But it's interesting, right? Like this isn't something I would necessarily expect, but I guess maybe when... This looks like it peaks every summer. So when people want to start kind of road tripping, yeah. Um, but you can, you know, I wouldn't have known this had I not opened this chart. So something to be mindful of just to open it up and see, is it something that, that is seasonal or not? You can also drag and drop and it'll just zoom into that period for you. Um, so you can see the search volume change over time. You have the average price point of that market, the average number of monthly sales that are being made, the average monthly revenue, BSR, the title density, as I mentioned before, just how many products have this actual uh, keyword in their title. And, and zero is, you know, I mean, for 4,000 people to be searching for it every month and then nobody to have this exact keyword is an opportunity for you to capitalize if this was something you did. And then 4.7 reviews. So, sorry, go ahead. Just for my understanding, um, average sales for the first page or average sales for, for the, the top products that show up top, on that, on that keywords. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, uh, and then obviously you can open it up and run magnet as well. And magnet is just our keyword for keyword research. So let's say you were um, trying to, you know, one of two things, maybe you were interested in this and seeing uh, running magnet to find other keywords that are related. So the top products that show up for this keyword also show up for other keywords, right? What yeah. keywords are they showing up for? Running magnet will tell you, one, uh, you can find keywords that you will also want to include in your listing. Is there a way for you to show up for additional keywords? I mean, yes, it's great that there's 4,000 search volume for this keyword, but how many other keywords are there that people are searching for, right? Um, and seeing kind of that layout as well. But also Magnet can also be great for products research too, just because 
maybe you'll find something here and you realize that maybe you don't necessarily want to do something that's trailer tire. And then you sort of go off into a thought process of, well, what else are people that are looking for trailer tires necessarily need? So what is that lifestyle like, right? Being on the road, you have other, other needs. So Magnet will show you kind of what else people are searching for at the same time. And that's a great way to kind of just get uh, very, very creative with that process. Plus, it helps you to find out which are the most uh, searched variations. So, for example, yes. you're selling bottles and uh, you're selling glass bottles, whatever, in one liter or 1.5 liters or 0.5. Then you know which variation you're going to source to actually get the best result. So that's also why this magnet feature would definitely help. Yes, exactly. So, um, you know, this is black box. You can kind of play around. And then once you find 15 to 20 products, you can start kind of looking into markets a little bit more closely. Like just just for the sake of time, I'm, I'm going to, yeah, which sure, one should sure. we do? Should we do this one? Yeah, let's let, let's do the, the other this one. Yeah, whatever yeah, this okay. is. Yeah. So let's take a look at this. I, I like the size of this a lot more too. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a lot smaller. Um, now this right here, you can go into the Chrome extension, and you guys, if you don't have the Chrome extension installed, it's literally just www.helium10.com/extension. So um, www.helium10.com/extension. Oh, what did I do? Almost. <laughs> you, oh, you can also oh, look it up in the four Ws, Google. That's why. Okay. There are four Ws. There you go. All right. So mine says remove from Chrome, but yours will say add to Chrome. And it is free. Uh, you get 50 uses free uh, per month. So just, just be mindful if you're not paying for a plan, then you are a bit more limited in how many times you can use it. But going back into Google Chrome, you have the extension installed. They'll show up at the top. You click it. And you have several different options here. Now, I'm th the purpose of today's session is not to go through all of these. Yeah, sure, uh, that's sure. really to focus on black box and, and show you market tracker briefly. But just to kind of touch on it, you can go into X-Ray and see a lot of high-level information you otherwise wouldn't have access to. So kind of how many, uh, what, what they're all priced at. Yes, how many sales they're making per month. On average, the sales graph and how it's changed over time, right? So here we have this product. I mean... They have a very interesting uptick and then and then not. But over all time, you know, they have, they've had this drop, but pretty steady at like six to 11 uh, sales per month. You also have your revenue. I mean, this one right here is just killing the game with one million in revenue mm -hmm. priced a lot lower than all these other ones. Do you notice? I mean, this one's priced similarly, but uh, nothing like this, just absolutely killing it. The BSR and check this. They're, the seller country is so important because here you yep. can see why they can price it like that, right? Because they're they're directly probably the, the supplier. So here you can see that this person's selling out of China. That's where they're from. Everybody else is in the U.S., so they've, they've priced it a little bit higher. You have your FBA fees. So this is something else to kind of keep in mind that how much the, the FBA fees will be. I mean, this person's selling it at 32 and then 10 FBA fees, that's manageable for them maybe, but like 212, check the FBA fees, $40, yeah. right? So keep that in mind. Um, also the ratings and then the review count here. And when we put in, we had three of the top 10 will have less than 150. And we see that kind of reflected in, in these top 10. Sometimes you guys, you'll see a SP next to these products and that those are sponsored products. So I generally exclude those when I'm taking a look at a market but also you have your review velocity and then the buy box and then size tier category, fulfillment, dimensions, weight, and creation date. Now up here, you have your two-factor success score. Mine is set to the two-factor success score. And how you do that is just by clicking the Chrome extension and the gears icon. And you can input what revenue you want to see and how many uh, reviews. And so this will, again, take a look at those top 10 products. So X amount of the top 10 products have more than 5,000 revenue and less than 75 reviews. Mm -hmm. You can change the, the language. So if you want to read it in, in German or Spanish or Italian, um, et cetera, you can do that right there. Now, going back into the Chrome extension, we also have, uh, and again, that's nine of the top 10 products have over 5,000, four of the top 10 have less than 75 reviews. So 
Um, and then just those high level metrics, find suppliers on Alibaba, it'll directly take you into Alibaba. So you're not spending too much time kind of going back and forth between the sites. And you see that here that it's like four to five dollars to to source. Of course, you can go around, kind of take a look at the other suppliers. We have the same thing we had in Blackbox where you can filter for based off of things you're looking for. Maybe you only want to max out at a cap of like six dollars per unit. You can do that here. And uh, a MOQ price of minimum order quantity. Sometimes you can still message the supplier and just say, hey, like, you know, I, I want to build a long term business. Would you be willing yeah. to work with with something? But here it's it's pretty minimum, you know, so just keep that in mind. Verified suppliers, uh, lead time. You have tons of great information to kind of look into. And then if you opened up, you know, one of these uh, one of these products here, right? then you would be able to also gain access to some of these other things in Chrome extension. And that is the profitability calculator. And when you click that, you would be able to just kind of type in different numbers. So maybe you found a, a manufacturing cost of, of $6 or $12 or however you want to customize it, right? You can type that in and, and see how your price points change. Um, the FBA fees, storage fees are, are down here. And then if you want to change your price point, maybe you want to price it lower, you want to do like 150, you'd be able to do that and just see how, how things are different. So um, FBA, FBM, if you want to do that, you totally can uh, as well. Now, one more thing I'll cover before I go into Market Tracker. At any point, if you guys yeah. want, sir, go one, ahead. One thing, I think we can like finish everything in this tool and put the market tracker because of time reasons to the to the to the next uh, to no the worries next time. okay um but then we can like finish it without any pressure and then just do a second stream that's what okay I awesome that's fine too okay. um cool so so um where was i even going with this <laughs> yeah so i just wanted to make sure that you guys remember again that we have the other marketplaces so yeah. even though i demoed in the u.s you can totally take a look at some of these other markets, no matter where you're watching from, and figure out how your Amazon marketplace is doing as well. And it will show you the keywords that uh, people are typing into that that marketplace. So if I did I the German to, market, you know, I would I would only have German words here predominantly. I want also to add something here because uh, in Europe we have like multiple marketplaces which are basically connected to the same stock, mm -hmm. and it's uh, pretty much easy to sell in, in other countries. Um, so for the approach, you could also, because that's what nobody nobody tells, you could also start your product research in a different market and because the competition there is, for example, in France, much lower. And if the mm -hmm. product fits in, uh, is in France, like, uh, yeah, it will fly in, uh, in, in France. You could also go, launch it in France and uh, um, then extend it to the other marketplace. So that's also a valid option, which, is, which I rarely see that people are using it. I mean, since we're on the topic of product research and we're saving market tracker for later, I mean, I just want to mention also another thing is, is, you know, TikTok is, is such a big thing now worldwide. Yeah. And when you see trends kind of starting to take off, maybe you can go into the U.S. marketplace also, even if you're not in the U.S. and you're not planning to sell in the U.S. and see how that trend is really doing uh, in the U.S. market, because as it expands, you know, naturally it'll come into the other sectors of the world. So keep in mind that opportunities are really all around you and you can find things on social media. You can find things in black box. You can take a look at Amazon directly, even when you're on Amazon directly. I mean, maybe you are just, um, maybe you are taking a look at what is it when you're like a waterproof shower phone holder, you know, like maybe you were in the shower and you're like, ah, I want to, and I'm curious now what I, what I would do that. So I typed it in and then how I can analyze that demand is, is just go into the Chrome extension and do that. But another thing is like Etsy and Pinterest. I mean, I mentioned those things before, right? When you are in Etsy and Pinterest, those are things that kind of will show up in popularity there before they even show up on Amazon. So if you are, let's say, on um, Pinterest, right? And, or let me go into Etsy, actually, because I like Etsy. Uh, there's always unique things. So going to scroll down here. Let's see what we see. So here we have some industrial designs, minimalistic designs. Minimalism is really in, isn't it? You know, some time ago, I was actually seeing these wooden chains and it was the most yeah. basic. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. And uh, you mean this, this thing? Let me, no, so not this exact, these things. 
Ah, okay. So this was showing up. Um, and I looked it up and it was, it's pretty good. But my concern here was every single product looks the same, you know? So how do you really stand out when people are just looking for a, a two chain item or a four chain item? And every single one is, is pretty basic in construction. But let's say that this is what we're looking at, right? In Etsy, we're seeing a trend here. We can go into the Chrome extension and click analyze product demand. So you see that these tabs actually changed when you are on a third-party site like Etsy or Pinterest you'll see them change or Alibaba even. You can click analyze product demand. It'll pull that information in for you and you can click see analysis and kind of gauge what uh, people are kind of thinking. So the search volume is quite low now. It's only 306 for this specific key term. Um, though it has kind of studied, it's not like, you know, I mean, it goes up and comes down, but it's still around 400 to 600 in search volume. But we like to see some of these other things, right? So this one has 1,614 wooden chain link decor. And if I click it, I can see the graph for that. And yeah, this is pretty around 1,000 to 2,000, it seems, although it was lower last year. So it's it's kind of increasing, but you know, pretty low in search volume. So here you can tell that maybe this isn't the greatest thing. Um, and like I said, product differentiation-wise, I just didn't see it as as the opportunity I wanted it to be. But see full keyword list and see full word frequency list will take you into magnet, which like I said before, will give you keywords for keywords. So you can take a look at some of the other keywords. Sometimes you'll find things like if I had essential bag here instead, maybe I'll find things that are like diaper bags or uh, the travel makeup bags. And then you can kind of start finding other product ideas that could potentially be something. And then this will just take you into the niche tab of black box. So what we were looking at earlier, um, but just the Amazon page kind of at a, at a higher level view. So a lot of great information here. I mean, this one's, you know, very small <laughs> compared to the four chains. So I feel like these would have different markets, but you never know. So yeah, that, that's kind of an overview of product research. Uh, market tracker is something that can also be used for product research, but we'll save that for another time. So you can get a better feel of market tracker in and of itself for product research, but also for just using it for competitive insights and analytics. Hopefully those of you watching, if you are, you've been in business for a while, this gives you some ideas for how you can find a product that's beginning to trend. So when you're looking to expand your product line, you can actually uh, tap into some of these markets that are going to have a lot of uh, boost. Especially, thank you very much for this great presentation. We saw that it was not the first time that you did it. Very professional. You you went into details, but not when it was not necessary. So pretty good. Thank you very much. And especially, I like the last the last tip where you can go on third party websites and just look there what is going on. For example, you go on Etsy, and then you on Etsy you find some some cool thing, and then you just look it up as a German guy. I mean, then you look it up in the states. It's a spontaneous idea, and then you see the trend of the states, and then you know that it will trend maybe in the in Europe as well. Yeah, it's, it's all an educated guess, right? That's what business always is. It's about making an educated decision. And I think having tools like this and kind of playing around with them, you are provided really with the best data at, yeah. to really back up what kind of success you can replicate or duplicate or even just, you know, kind of bring into the marketplace. That's why we came up with the idea to uh, show Blackbox here because I was personally interested in how this tool works and now I pretty much understand the potential awesome. of uh, yeah finding good products with uh, Blackbox because I was always used to use Helium 10 when I was a seller myself, um, but I never used Blackbox because I never really understood how I could actually find products there it was always like too many filters and blah blah then i always still went back to the as you said like to the bsr page and then you see okay this blah blah but now i understand uh, the big benefit and as always we want to wrap up our uh, great live stream here with personal questions <laughs> three personal questions which i was not telling shivali uh, <laughs> so let's start with the easy one the, with, okay. with the easy one Tell me one personal funny fuck-up story from your business life. Oh, okay. This is easy. Um, so that first product, <laughs> that first product that I um, did, right? Actually, I have a couple. Who doesn't, right? <laughs> you, can, you can go for two. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Why not, right? The Hopefully, you can take this as a lesson of perseverance. But the first product I did, because I did it manually, right? 
I was also so excited that I ended up finding the product and then I submitted for application for Seller Central. So I'd already placed an order for a massive inventory order and I ended up getting rejected from Seller Central. So I was rejected not once, but for nine months straight. And this was because of a utility bill issue I had. So I was submitting, I, I think I had called their seller central, you know, this I called Amazon support basically every other week, just trying to kind of figure out what was going on with my utility bill. And the thing is, is the utility bill only comes once. So I had to wait every time they would reject me for another utility bill. And so by the time that I was bringing this product to market, I was having a really difficult time because the rankings had completely changed. I mean, think about how rapidly your markets change in Amazon. And that's why I talk about the importance of really playing around with these filters and finding something that is starting to trend. And just know that in your business journey, you will make mistakes. All right. You will make mistakes, but how you kind of recover from them and then the alternatives you use. I mean, I was able to get my product up and ranking and I did sell out of all my inventory. But in terms of profit margins, I had a 45% profit margin when I sourced that product. And it was a really good profit margin for me. But by the time that I was actually, you know, keeping my, my business up and running, just in like, you know, when you have your website and other things that you are kind of, uh, you're storing your inventory. I mean, those profit margins had depleted quite a bit. So while I made some money, it wasn't the money I wanted it to make. So Keep that in mind. I want you to take that as a lesson of perseverance. Maybe your first product might not work, or maybe you won't have the profit margins you want, but it's about how you kind of handle your obstacles and your hardships that you encounter and think in terms of solutions. That is what an entrepreneur does. So you're going to have to deal with things. You're going to have fuck ups and that's okay. Um, same thing with, with my books. I, I did really great with um, my books. I have several. I have a couple published under my name and then uh, several that are just under ghostwritten names. And some of my initial books, I focused a lot on kind of launching and then studied out afterwards. So you want to make sure you stay on top of all of your advertising. So make sure that you're actually taking a look at your keywords. So you're not just throwing money at a wall and leaving money on the table. Um, That is so, so, so important. It's not just about uh, throwing things up and hoping something sticks. It's about staying on top of those keywords, seeing how that market is changing, changing your keywords if if that's necessary to actually keep those sales going. So that is, I I think, um, two stories. Hopefully you can take something away from. Thank you very much. Then the second one has nothing to do with business at all. And our weeklies will always have an introduction question. I would uh, shout out to Nina and I will just take the one two weeks before. So it's super weird, but I'm uh, curious about your answer. Okay. You're on a lonely island. Okay. And you have two options. Either you stay there alone or with the person you like the least, <laughs> what would you choose and why? Well, this, how long are we there for? Forever. <laughs> you don't know. You just don't know. Well, the thing is, is I don't really think I have anybody. I don't think I've ever had anybody in my life that I like the that's least. The I answer. can't really quantify that, you know? Yeah. And I think it is better to, to have somebody that you can talk. Not that I mind uh, doing things alone. I mean, I travel solo all the time, but yeah. it's, it's still... I think nice to have somebody that maybe you do butt heads with. That's okay. Because not everybody's gonna, not everybody comes from the same place you did, right? Like you have different experiences, different people, you know, different, um, just a different upbringing with different set of values and beliefs. And so I definitely come from a place where I can understand. I feel like that's one of my strong suits where I have the ability to understand the other perspective, even if I don't agree with it. And I can respect that difference. So I would probably still opt for it for the person I like least, I guess, even though I can't yeah, really quantify right. that because two, two people is better than one. You can at least maybe make something or who well, knows. Yeah, uh, Miracle will appear and I can get off the kidding. island faster. <laughs> Thank you very much. Almost perfect answer. And now the, the third one will be a bit more serious again. Um, one tip from entrepreneur to entrepreneur, which you, you would give to the audience besides the one you already gave with the learn from mistakes stuff. So please go ahead. Okay. Um, oh, that's difficult because there's, I mean, what really applies to, to the people listening, you know, it's, it's so, Ooh, it's so distinct because everybody's in a different place in their journey. Right. So those people that are, that are just getting started, like I said, don't, try to have a perfect journey. It's, it's just not going to happen. And I say that with 
the generosity that I can. It, it might sound kind of mean, but like no journey is perfect. You're going to mess up even if you're super, super, super careful. And yeah. um, just just kind of go at it, you know, take the action. Don't just listen to these things. Actually take the action to, to set it through and follow through on it. Don't have shiny object syndrome. Build one thing at a time. So if you're building multiple assets online, build it once at a time. And, and that was, I think, one of my pitfalls because I did a physical... I did physical products and digital products at the same time. And so for me, it was hard to manage as a one woman show uh, when you're trying to build multiple things and you have to do the marketing for all of them. You're managing the sourcing, the expenses, you're doing the accounting. So just keep that in mind. Uh, but for those of you that are further down in, in the journey, right, uh, get creative with the way that you expand. It's There's so many different ways that you can expand your line. And I don't know, when you when you have those obstacles, just remember why it all started. Thank you very much. Also a very good answer. <laughs> now I want to wrap it up. Shivali, thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much for your knowledge and your presentation. Hopefully see each other soon in real life. Are again. you Are you coming to uh, Sound Scale? Yeah, we are. Uh, no, um, maybe the uh, Scale and Sell and scale, yeah. Is this? Yeah, yeah. We we are considering it, but not one hundred percent sure. So we are still thinking. But hopefully, see you there, or hopefully, see you in Berlin again, because you know each yes. other from Berlin. It was a, it was a, uh, yeah, great, great, great party. And Shivali, yeah, enjoy, sure. enjoy your day. Thank you. I, I will add one more thing um, for your viewers, actually. So if any of you guys are coming to sell and scale, um, I'll, I'll tell you guys a discount. I don't have it like posted anywhere, but it's S. 3SP100. So um, I don't know if you want to put it in the comments afterwards. You will just send it to you via email and so, I will put it in the comments. Yeah. So if you guys are in the mood to have like a Las Vegas, United States trip from wherever you're watching and you want to have a blast, you want to, um, I'll be there. I'll, a lot of people in the Amazon space or in the e commerce space in general will be there. We have amazing keynote speakers Gary V speaking at it, Neil Patel is speaking at it, um, Bradley Sutton is speaking at it. And then a lot of amazing exhibitors and vendors. And hopefully you will be there so people can meet you in person and I can see you again. And you can get $100 discounted off of your ticket to sell and scale with a code that hopefully you can include. We will put it in the, in the show notes yeah. or in the description. Okay, awesome. So Thank hopefully you see much. you guys soon. Well, Thank you so much. What, what, one second. Thank yes. you very much for, uh, for your attention. Thank you very much uh, for watching the stream and watching the video afterwards. As always, my name is Anton Hermann, and the last words are for our guests. Oh, thank you so much. I'm Shivali Patel uh, from Helium 10, and this was so fun. Hopefully you guys got something out of it. Bye-bye.